Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I recap the NFL draft. So, Joe, what do you think of the Chiefs' selections here? I, I thought they were really good. I, I thought they were really good. I, I would, you know, I think a lot of the prognosticators and pundits have have given them, you know, anywhere from a B to a B plus, um, and I, and I think that's I think that's good. I think that's fair. Um, I mean, obviously, when you're picking that late in each round. Um, or relatively late in each round, it's, you know, when you win the Super Bowl, it's pretty tough to, like, get that A-plus draft, you know, that A-plus pick, because you're always, you're kind of, like, always on your heels, right? I mean, you're always thinking, all right, well, who's left? And, you know, they didn't really have anybody to jockey position for or whatnot. So I think given that, I, I, I think it was solid. I think it was a solid draft for a team that, you know, um, you know, has needs, right? Every team has needs. Uh, even though you win the Super Bowl, you still you still have positions. But they probably build. have fewer needs than just about everybody. You know, they're a pretty complete team. Yeah. So they have they have more like they have things to fill back. You know, they have they have depth to create. Right. There's no there wasn't any you know glaring position that you know they were going to need. I mean, still, I think tackle offensive tackles probably you know, the position that like is the need, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Lucas Niang right now is filling that spot on the roster, but he still hasn't played. Like he hasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, he hasn't like, he's not even, even as, as as much of a question mark as Andrew Wiley might've been last year. You know, he, he's, he's, he was still a starter. Like Wiley had a lot of, a lot of games, you know, he got, he had a, he had a track record. He had a lot of, yeah. Niang, not only has he been hurt, you know, he, I remember Grunny was saying how he's like, you know, teams have seen something that they could do with Niang. He didn't look that in his limited opportunities. He didn't look that great. Now he was really going to college a guy that she's were excited about, but yeah. So I guess, I mean, you know, I guess edge rusher defensive end, they felt like was a bigger need and and to provide some depth there with, you know, Frank Clark departing, um, which obviously there were rumors he could come back, but, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Right. Um, but like, I mean, you know, that, that's the one thing I thought when I was going into this thing, I, I think I thought more and more about it. Like, was that as I looked at every position, like where the, the holes were that they needed to fill. I thought, man, if they could get like a really solid tackle, mm-hmm. you know, that that they could plug in and and ch- and I mean, really challenge. Not that Wanya Morris can't. I mean, the guy, you know, played at you know Tennessee, Oklahoma. I mean, he's a big dude. He's got the reach. He's got. I think he's a mauler. He's got everything. I think they're looking for in a right tackle. Um, but you know. Still third round, like is he, you know, could he be the next, you know, Will Will Shields, right? That they find in the third round that becomes a full time starter. I mean, hey, I, you know, who knows, right? But um, but I think I think you know that was the one thing that kind of got me thinking as as I was really as, as the numbers were going down and they're in the twenties and then mm-hmm. you know they're getting into the mid twenties and I think all right, who are they? Who's left on this board? Who can they really go after? And you know. 
I think I I think Felix, you know, and Aduke Uzuma is I mean, come on, he's homegrown. Nice, nice you know, work with the pronunciation, Joe. I got it right. I was I was like working on that. I was You're practicing. practicing. I was just kind of calling uh, Felix. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, but you know, Lee Summit kid. You know, Kansas State. Come on, like Great that's story. a story right there. Yeah. That's a story, and you know, and and that's in the draft. You got to find those, right? And 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 I think I always think back to like the certain uh strategies that that gms and coaches take when when they're trying to build a team right and i go back i always go back to the marv levy bills you know the four super bowl bills and i think about the one double a and division two players that he had on that roster um and and i always think you know he was there was some method behind that madness like i was like why does he carry so many division two and one double a players now obviously called the fcs but uh I always, I, and my theory was, you know, he knew if he had a group of those guys on the roster, they were going to show up every day and work their butts off, right? Because nothing was given to them. They hadn't already played their professional career, right? Like some guys who play at the big schools, right? The power five. So I, 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 I think, I think there's a method to this thing with bringing someone like Felix in who's local. It's just going to add a flavor. He provides the depth. And, you know, when you're the Super Bowl champion, you don't have a whole lot of uh, holes to fill. Then you know I think it's a really good pick. So you know I think I think I give I think I give them considering where they were, I would give them a solid you know B plus for this. I don't I don't think you know it just wasn't an A draft for them, and that's that's okay. I mean they didn't they I don't think anybody expected them to have an A draft. What was what was Brett going to do with you know some of the limited money that they have? Yeah, and I think we've gotten a little spoiled by Brett B just pulling a you know a rabbit out of his hat every time given where yeah. they're picking. Um, Joe, I'm going to give my uh, take on 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 the draft here and what I thought of the selection. But first, a word from our sponsor, BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, including the latest player reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs baseball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts uh joe who am i to question brett veach because he's done such an amazing job in the draft getting guys like creed humphrey uh nick bolton in the in the same second round you kidding me to get isaiah pacheco in the seventh round so i do trust him but i i don't think he quite knocked it out of the park like he usually does and i'm going to go through what i think some of the the good questionable things. Mm-hmm. Second round, obviously, I like Rashi Rice's size. He's 6'1, 204, and his production. He led all of FBS with 112.9 yards per game. That's really amazing stuff. But Joe, there were other wide receivers I like better, and they traded up in other spots. I really would have liked them. Maybe when the run of receivers were going in the first, maybe go with that. Or there's some guys I like better in the second round. I'm really interested. Um in their their defensive back they took in the fourth round, Connor from Virginia Tech. I actually don't know much about him, but I really uh, respect Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL and uh, Network, the analyst there. 
was on a couple couple conference calls with him. He's really sharp, and he loved this guy. So that that makes me excited about him. Uh, the third round, Joe, I was hoping they were going to grab. We had talked a couple pods ago about Darnell Washington, how much we liked him. That huge guy from Georgia. He's super mm-hmm. fast, despite being just a mammoth guy. Boy, he would have been fun to pair with Kelsey, and maybe even eventually supplant him one day. He can block and can catch. But I, the Steelers grabbed him right before us in a third, and I thought that was a great pick by the Steelers. I thought that was um, a, a little bit of a miss by the Chiefs. And I um, was wondering, so two more points, Joe, and I want to get your feedback yep. on this. Uh, I was wondering if there was a little bit of pressure for the Chiefs to pick in the first round. It was so cool how they wrapped it up with a Kansas guy, Kansas State guy. It was such a Cool production. They start with Stone Street and Mahomes and Kelsey and um and Aduke Uzoma. I think they could have gotten back in maybe the second um second round. So I I, I want normally I think they might have traded back, but they they might have been a little bit more cautious to but with the, the draft in Kansas City. What I do like about him, one of the youngest players in the draft turned just 21 in January. So that's what excites me about him. But I kind of wish, Joe, that they would have got the um, the Eagles, you know, right before that got Nolan Smith. What a great pick. He's just like same measurable as Hassan Reddick, was super productive um, in, in, in Georgia for a, yet another Georgia guy. They're like the Philadelphia Bulldogs now. Boy, they had a good draft. And anyway, so, Joe, that was my getting into the weeds a little bit. I, I get excited draft time. Those are my takes on the, the individual guys. So I thought – I'm never going to say that Brett Veach has a bad draft. His track record is too good, but I, I, I was not, I didn't love this draft. Yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough draft all around. I mean, just in, in, in their defense. And and I think, you know, let's talk about the Eagles. Cause I think, I, I, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't think that they trust, didn't Hold trust up. the draft. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they really won the draft. I mean, if, if the draft were a game <laughs> to draft for the Super Bowl. I think they won it, uh, you know, as far as, but look, who knows how everybody's going to, how everybody's going to work out. I think Howie Roseman, uh, you know, he's aggressive like Brett Beach. He, he knows how to wheel and deal. And, and I, I thought that they, um, I thought they really, really, really did a good job with the draft. I, you know, look, you know, but that's not to say, you know, they traded up to get Jalen Carter. And, you know, you and I have talked about him. Yeah. Uh, here and there. I, I, listen, he's still there's still a little bit of a question mark there like, whether he's going to be oh. able to translate to the NFL locker room. Now, I think he's he would have done well in in either the Eagles or the Chiefs from from like a veteran leadership perspective and oh, the kind culture. of yeah. kind of like DNA that's running mm-hmm. through those locker rooms. You know, when you've got people like Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes at the helm as your quarterback, I think the veteran defenders that you have that would take them under their wing. Uh, on, on you know that are going to do the same thing on Eagles defensive line. You, you you parallel to the Chiefs defensive line. So you know it's it's tough. The draft is tough when you you know when you're looking at players you don't really know you know who they are and and what they're going to be all about. So you know I but nonetheless regardless of Jalen Carter's you know questionable uh, off the field stuff you know he's still I think the Eagles still knocked it out of the park. You know and I could be seeing an Eagles Chiefs, you know, rematch, you know, uh, well then you, and then you throw in the DeAndre Swift trade, right. And what they did at running back. I mean, you got, Love now that. you got into, Ooh, I mean, they are, the Eagles are loaded and uh, they're, they're definitely uh, on paper right now, 
you know, definitely the team to beat in the NFC for sure. And we could easily be looking at a Chiefs Eagles rematch (laughs) come February of next year. So, uh, you know, I was kind of excited about that, you know, being local here in in Philadelphia and seeing what they did in the draft. But uh, Jeff, tell us about the draft though itself. I mean, you were there, like, tell us what that whole experience was like. Yeah. yeah. Listeners that couldn't attend and being on the media side of it and and what you were able to experience because it looked, from everything that I saw on television, it looked like it was a lot of fun. It very cool. Kansas City did a great job. the The final numbers uh, they released Monday: three hundred twelve thousand people over a three day period, a little higher than projections of three hundred thousand. And I think that's the second highest. Nashville had six hundred. I think three hundred twelve is the second highest since uh, the draft started moving for, on from New York. And it was really beautifully done. Uh, Union Station, what they did with the TV screens on on the three main um, windows in front. Um, the other thing, Joe, it was what struck me was just so mammoth. Um, for yeah. the people are who are listening in Kansas City, you know, you, you know, so basically in front of um, Union Station, they had that's where all the fans could gather and watch the theater. But then all these events have the NFL experience. There's fun interactive events. Um, were especially catered to kids, but you know, you 40 times, you can run the gauntlet, you can uh, put on pads, you can see the Lombardi trophies. Joe, that was all the way up on Liberty, Liberty Memorial, which is lit up at night and looked awesome. But to go up there, you had to go, I mean, that's really hilly, a lot of steps. That was a real hike. And just to get beyond there, the end of, so it, it was just, it was massive. That was the thing. So it was a very cool event. Now for me, actually journalistically, um, everyone I talked to fan wise said, you know, I interviewed some people for some stories and they said how much they liked the draft. They liked how one woman I spoke to said that she liked how big it was and how it was kind of separated. So, you know, you, if you didn't want kids to be around all the booze and alcohol, there were up near the Liberty Memorial and stuff, but it was really mammoth. Uh, for me, all the press conferences and the media workroom, that was just in the Western Crowd Center, which is right next to it. Um, and that's kind of where I, I so I spent with the draft in basically a hotel ballroom, just waiting for these press conferences. It's a little less exciting uh, for for me. I, I you know I saw it coming in uh, all the fans, but it was so. If I walked back through the um, through through the main area in front of Union Station, like between picks, I would have missed all the press conferences because it's so big and there's so many mm. people. Um, that that I I that I, so for me it was a little less exciting, but I think the fans really liked it. This is interesting too that if you actually attend a draft because it was like this when I attended the ones in Chicago and it was consistent with the one in Kansas City, you can't actually watch the draft um from from the main areas where the fans. What what I mean by this is you can't watch the telecast. They don't have NFL Network or ESPN in between the gotcha. picks. They have just highlights or music. Which is kind of weird. It's like you know, I, I don't know why they do that. And if I was a fan, if I was you know there as a fan, I would kind of. Uh, but but an unbelievable uh, scene yeah. they did there, and it's what's really neat, Joe, is they have. It, it's like Super Bowl week now. There's so many events. Kelsey Jam. He had his concert and festival on Friday night at the old Sandstone in in Bonner Springs. Isaiah Pacheco and Derek Johnson had an, an event for USAA um, on Thursday afternoon. So it was like. There was so much going on in the city that that's uh, what made it 
very cool. But I'm sure the, the people out there listening who attended had a much more exciting, fun time than I did as I was sitting in a ballroom in the, in the West End concert. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, everybody's got to get that perspective, though, right? Because that, you know, everybody thinks it's sometimes, you know, super, super sexy, right, to be in the media. And here it is, when you're really covering it, you're working and, and you're and you're busy and you're not really taking in sometimes the whole atmosphere of it, right? It's just kind of like, you know, when you're covering a game even sometimes, right? When you're up in the press box, it's a little sterile up there, right? You, you Maybe you don't hear the, the crowd noise as much or whatever. So, yeah, it's... uh you know, covering, covering games is, is definitely, um, you know, it's work. And I think that's, that's awesome that you could give that kind of perspective that everything's oh, how lucky Jeff had probably the pass to be in, in the draft and to get, <laughs> get a little backstage and do all that. And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, I had the pass and all, but <laughs> it's like, it's not as sexy as you think it is. Right. Uh, which is, which is interesting. So, and that actually makes me appreciate what you do even more, right. As far as covering it. Cause it's, you have to, you, it's a grind and uh, it's, that's really cool that, that, you know, to give, to give people that perspective. Cause it, it is, and that is interesting. You might have to put that in the suggestion box uh, for maybe. Yeah. Roger to actually to, show the telecast. If Roger Goodell's listening, you know, to our, to our pod, you know, get, get, <laughs> you know, let, you know, give the fans something to do in between, you know, cause it's, it's just kind of like, what, what do you do? Do you look at your phone? Do you, do you have it on your, you know, the NFL app or something or, or your, your local cable app and you're watching the live. Cause that's the, that's the fun of the draft. Those watch the minutes. highlights and, and all those are the guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like those 15 minutes between picks, that sounds, it doesn't sound like a long time, but let me tell you, that's a long time. A long 15 time. minutes between each pick is a long time to be sitting there wondering, you know, what the team's doing, who's left on the board. You got to check your phone and, you know, things like that. So, uh, yeah, maybe they should uh, broadcast the, the, the actual, you know, if, heck, if it's the NFL putting on the draft, why not play the NFL network? They own it. <laughs> so that's, and that's what they had in like in the Western and stuff. I was like, there was a little place where you could like through the window. So I'd go, go there occasionally and, and just check out the scene a little bit, but you were not, you're not outside. So you can't, you're not in the element and, and hearing it. Um, but they had like the main NFL network feed so with the audio and stuff. Uh, the, the one, the insidery nuggets I could give um, of some of the players, one like Bryce Young, extremely eloquent. I thought is all he wanted to know when he was going up to the stage, because it, it takes a while for those guys to do media. It's such a large area to go from when they're yeah. actually when they do the press conference. And all he wanted to know was who is picked number six. I thought that was kind <laughs> of interesting that he was that interested in the draft and the other guys going that he, that he he wanted that um and, and he is a pretty slight guy he's um you know as advertised on the the other side boy anthony richardson he is a big dude joe he is like for a kid who's, who's yeah. funny, i mean he looks he doesn't look like a quarterback he's a he he looks like a tight end or something and then yeah. the thir third inside read nugget i thought was so 17 players were were there in in the greed room um and 13 of them got picked in the first round the other guys um decided all right well guys like will levis uh joey porter and keon white um of the, of the patriot who the patriots ended up picking they're like you know what we're gonna go home and I, I i thought that was a bad look i thought stay stay for the moment you can make yourself look good in front of the media but one guy did stay for the second round brian branch a safety who the Lions drafted. And he was very impressive. And people were um I, I think I think it was a good thing that he stayed. I think he made himself 
sound even better. And he's like, you know what? I wanted like I wanted the vibe. It was really cool in Kansas City. Like to be able to shake Goodell's hand, he's like, I wanted to stick around. So that that was kind of interesting. He he struck me as a very uh, mature and humble guy by doing that. So that, those are my kind of insider nuggets from from the players themselves. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, I yeah. How about how about like fan reactions? Were were the fans pretty well? behaved like when people got picked there wasn't any booing or anything like I, I always go back to the old donovan mcnab right my hometown of philly right oh my god they boo donovan mcnab when he gets drafted by the eagles and oh like what did you did you sense anything like that was it pretty, I did, you pretty... know some of the article said that there, there was um some booing and stuff but again since i was so far removed kind of inside not near the the um the that I couldn't get that part I really couldn't get a sense of you know again it's funny that I feel almost people watching on TV got a better sense of that yeah, while I was actually at true. the press conferences but the one thing I want to say is Kansas City did a I mean nobody cares about <laughs> what the media people that's that's not the important thing the the important thing is that it was really cool like Joe like when I was leaving the second night uh Friday night after rounds two and three so I'm walking back after doing my stories my interviews. And like Motley Crue is playing. I mean, that's in front of uh, you. I'm like that. That is really cool. And they had a concert every night. So that's awesome. Credit to to KC for. Um, yeah, I yeah. just I just asked that because you know it just listen whether somebody picks the person that you personally thought or not, right? Like this is a young person's like mm-hmm. future. And it should be an exciting time for them. And, you know, as a fan, you should give every player and every team the benefit of the doubt in a situation like this, because you can boo all you want. You can cheer all you want. You know, who would have thought, right, Patrick Mahomes would be who he is? Who would have thought, you know, guys who get drafted, Tom Brady would have been who he was, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just give give the players and the teams the benefit of the doubt, right? Because you don't know, right? We've seen, we've seen number one overall bust. We've seen Mr. Irrelevant become superstar. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Right? So, like, just just take a breath, enjoy the moment, and, and give, like I said, I'm going to use this term again, give the players, the, the, these guys, young men getting drafted, and the, and the teams the benefit of the doubt, and, and just cheer. And and go like whatever you want to say afterwards, you know. And 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 if that player has a horrible training camp and ends up getting cut, even though they were a first round pick, so be it. Like, but just for this night, you know, just give give them give them a shot, you know, because it just it just it's 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 a once in a lifetime thing for these players, and you don't want to, as a fan, take away from it because you just don't know, right? You can boo, you can boo, and they could be the greatest player ever, and then you're eating crow, or you know, you could you know, here and, and let it see how it works out. Right. So just, you know, that's just my only piece of advice for fans. If, you know, next time they go to the draft, I didn't get a chance to say it before the, before the draft, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that, you know, you, you hope that everybody takes that kind of tact when it's, when it comes to that. And Joe, as you also point out, you really don't know nobody, even, even the experts don't know how these uh, guys <laughs> are, are going to do that said, uh, what? Who, who was your favorite pick the Chiefs made, and who were maybe one a little bit more questionable? Um, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm really anxious to see how Felix turns out, right? Mm-hmm. And Aduke Uzama, right? Um, I said it again. I've probably been practicing. <laughs> I, I, look, I'm always excited about a player 
who can turn on the heat mm-hmm. at a position like that, right? Like, uh, why not? Let him pin his ears back. Let him get after it and, and, and see how it turns out, right? If he gets into that rotation, right, with, you know, with George, you know, with George and, 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 and everybody else, like if he, if he can, you know, kind of get moving, um, you know, on that, I mean, cause obviously he's going to have Omena who is going to be, you know, bringing up a, a really nice, you know, veteran person to, to be behind. Um, I, I, so I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, ex- I'm excited about that pick. I, I think it was, you know, it'll be, it'll be really fun to watch, um, you know, to watch them kind of, you know, do do their thing. I, I think the Rashid Rice pick was great. I, mm-hmm. I I give that a I give that a B plus A minus. Uh, I think he's like you said. You mentioned his size. Um, Actually, I, amazing. I, yeah, I mean, why not? Right? I mean, um, I th- I think Wanya Morris is a good pick. I mean, he you know he he he, he transfers to Oklahoma from Tennessee. He was very highly regarded coming out of high school. Um, I think he's kind of. I'm just looking at it. I'm not being. I don't want to be Pollyanna about it. I, I think he's. A, I think he's a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, that he could. That he could go. You know that 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 far down and and still make it. You know, it's tough. It's tough when you get down into the lower rounds. But I think, I think the Chiefs did a great job in the like going dipping down all the way to the seventh round. You know, and adding depth with Nick Jones at corner. I mean. I think he's a steal, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, I just, I just, I, I, I think that was a good pick. I mean, he, Andre Coburn, there's, that's a lot to say, a lot of, a lot of K's and C's there. Um, look, I, I, he's a stout guy. I mean, I don't think it was, I think it was probably the, maybe the lowest graded pick of, mm-hmm. of, of the, of the draft for them, but you know, it's a sixth round. You know, you get down there. I mean, look, you play at Texas, big school. You know, they do need more depth at defensive tackle. I'm I'm glad the Chiefs focused on defense pretty much in this in this uh, in this draft. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, I I, th- I think B.J. Thompson was a good pick. I mean, look, I can just go, I can just see here and list and go through player by player. But you know, another super athletic pass rusher, right? I mean, this this whole edge position is becoming a a thing right and not that it hasn't been a thing but it's really i mean when you look at it it's it's really becoming a thing to get these super athletic players uh out there and and i think you know he's obviously smaller school guy and and nice to have a guy like that on the roster so i you know i again i could go through them one by one but i i think it was a good pick but i i'd have to say probably you know i'd probably say the rashid rice pick was probably could be the one that has the most impact, even mm-hmm. though I think the Felix and Adike Uzuma pick was like going to have a great PR play to it mm-hmm. and, and just a community cultural feel to it. Um, I think the Rashid Rice, probably the one where he could have, you know, the most impact early on. And, you know, one of the ways to look at it is it wasn't a sexy draft by, by the Chiefs, but it also wasn't a sexy draft Overall, and oh, Eric Edholm yeah. talked about how unpredictable it was that's whatever, and it certainly was. Uh, but also, you know, next year a lot of people are saying is that is going to be the draft. You have Caleb Williams who already won a Heisman Trophy. 
that is is Mahomes like in his qualities. I, he's not going to be Mahomes clearly. That I mean, he's a he's a unicorn. But Drake May is another great quarterback. You have Marvin Harrison's kid, who um, it, ridiculous as it sounds, because Marvin Harrison is one of the best receivers I've ever seen. He's a Hall of Famer. He's like <laughs> regarded as an actually better prospect. And yeah. so next year's is really loaded. Might be a little bit more um, uh, a sexy. So that 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 might be a uh, part of it too, Joe. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, when you look at the depth chart as it stands right now, I know it's super early, right? Probably, you know, just thinking about, you know, rookies are going to be getting together this week and, you know, they'll be making their trips out and then you'll start to OTAs and get a little mini campage here and there. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think anybody's going to crack the lineup. I really don't. I, I you know. I look at I look at who they picked and and where they are and I just don't I don't see anybody bar- barring injury now that could you know that takes everything mm-hmm. off the table Some, somebody gets hurt but I even think with the competition going into camp bar again barring injury is a, is a big disclaimer there put an asterisk on that um, I just I don't see anybody you know making an impact um, you know the way that you know a Creed Humphrey a Trey Smith uh Isaiah Pacheco to a certain degree or even what a ridiculously oh, good pick that was I right I mean you know you've got you know I, I mean I guess I mean Willie Gay I mean he kind of kind of was a starter I guess to a certain he degree. had some injuries and stuff too yeah yeah Nick Bolton you know was a rookie who played a lot I, I just other than other than and then Rasheed Rice and and probably uh Felix who who will get rotation because that's just the way it happens on defense. You 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 know you have to rotate, right? You can't you can't not play um, on defense because of just the, the style of the position, especially an edge rusher like that. Um, I, I think those will probably be the two guys that will see the most time, and everybody else is almost you know almost like a project. Now now Wanya Morris could could surprise us, right? That's could, right, right, right. They, there's he, a there's he, a pretty open competition there. He could be that third rounder that steps up, and you know if Lucas Niang can't get healthy and can't get his get the wheels in motion, you know he's a guy that unless they have something up their sleeves as far as getting another right tackle out there, I just don't see much left in free agency. That there there's definitely going to be a battle uh, there uh, at right tackle, which is where it was last year too. So you know you got to have that kind of competition. But I, I don't know, Jeff. I'm looking at this depth chart. I mean. On paper, I'm feeling really good about this team. I really yeah, am, this, and I that might be part of the reason the draft was, you know, the Chiefs didn't have a lot of holes. Like we said, they're such a complete roster. Which, you know, uh, last year they did have whole after, you know, they they had lost so many guys in the offseason. They did have a lot of holes, and they 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 filled them so capably in the draft. Joe, last thing for you: um, Am I being a conspiracy theorist with this idea that there was some? A little bit of pressure on Veach to pick on the in the first round. That I, I think um, he's a good prospect and stuff. And it's not like they they made a big reach at the same. But I do think that when they were like deciding, okay, maybe normally a couple years ago Veach might trade back a little bit. But you know, am I am I being crazy? You think? With no, that? I no. Listen, Jeff, it's a show, right? Come on. I mean, it, 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 I think for the for the sake of the show. And to continue to have a fan base that really appreciates what this team does, um, why not, right? Why not make it something that everybody's going to remember and that, you know, uh, has a lasting impact? And you you, you kind of 
and I know they didn't trade up, but I'm just going to say they move up mm-hmm. to get somebody like Felix, uh, even though they probably could have let him slip. I mean, why not, right? Look at this team. They're loaded. I mean, you know, you, you look at the receiving core now with, with signing Justin Watson, keeping him back. You got MBS, Kadarius Tony, who, you know, Sky Moore is going to step right in. We know what he can do. Um, the offensive line, you know, going out and signing Juwan Taylor, they, you know, Tooney's back, Creed, Trey, the right tackles an open spot, Travis, Patrick, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, like, come on, like, it's offensively, they're loaded. And, 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 and the same thing on defense. I just don't think there was anybody at 31 that they were going to get that was going to have an impact why not go for something that's going to make this community feel good and give them something to write about for a little while? Lee Summit kid does good, goes to K-State, bam, he's playing for the Chiefs. Like, that's a good story. I don't, I don't think you're a conspiracy theorist at all. I, I think it's a, I think it's what the NFL is. It's a show, right? Look at the draft. Look what the draft has become. Look what the combines become. Look what OTAs have become, right? It's a, everything's a show. And and that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a good thing that that they give the fans stuff to think about all year long. And, and uh, I think this, this, this pick for them goes right along with it. And I wasn't so much thinking it's a great story, local kid, K-State guy. I don't think they picked, I, I don't think they necessarily did that, but I think um, like to, to appeal to the masses, uh, I thought he was more a guy they could have at 35, 36. He's a good player I, with a lot of potential young guy, but they intentionally, you're like, you know what? We could trade back or we could kind of just, take that you know that's yeah. that's kind of what i was thinking I don't yeah know. no and I, I again yeah sorry if i went off on a tangent that wasn't even related to your question but but yeah i but i think it was kind of rolled in there tangentially no um, totally totally that, that, yeah that, that, yeah I, th- I think that you know yeah they wanted to pick in the first round right all this hype and this uh, you know all these all this setup everything that goes into the draft i mean you know for for think i think about what that would have meant to the fans you know all those red jerseys walking around you know union station there you could see them on television like all of a sudden they say and you know oh and the chiefs you know whatever however they would have announced it right that you know the 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 giants uh are taking the the chiefs pick for two second rounders and it's been like everyone like oh come on you know like really so why why not why not give the give the fans something to go with it's all about the show if you enjoy this show presented by bet online please subscribe we're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 